Welcome back and thanks for joining us on our podcast, CYC Talk with myself, Rabia, and co-host Kristen Anala. Remember, if you haven't already, please check out our Instagram page, CYC Talk, with the links to our podcast and other useful information. Today, we are here with Allah's daughter, Lean, who is 11, as well as Aisha, a mother of three beautiful girls and her oldest of the three, 11-year-old Zoya. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for joining us today. We are thrilled to have you on the podcast. How is everyone feeling? Are you guys nervous, excited? Zoya? Well, I'm both, but <laughs> most of my feeling would actually be I excited because I'm kind of used to public. You're so used I, to public speaking, yeah? Yeah, I've I've done a few things in public, like not exactly speaking, but I've done a couple things. Like when I was younger, I joined the dance crew and I danced with like in the winter concert and the winter concert is like really big. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. you to do it in front of a lot of people. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's so. really exciting. How about you, Lean? Um, I am kind of nervous because I don't want to mess up, but I'm also kind of excited. Good, good, good. That's great. I'm excited too. Um, I'm super excited about today's topic because we are going to be talking about attention and active listening, which is something I feel that we all need to work on. We have so many distractions around us. And in my case, sometimes I'm guilty of it being my cell phone. I know, right? But before we continue, I don't, I don't want to remind us all that we are here to share our thoughts openly and safely and without judgment. So with that being said, our purpose is to discuss what it means to give your full attention. Lean and Zoya, what are you hoping to get out of our conversation today with your moms? What are your thoughts about having or not having adults pay attention to you? Are you expecting results from following this conversation? So we'll start with the first question and we'll start with Lean. What are you hoping to get out of this conversation with your mom? Uh, I hope that my mom pays more attention to me, even if I talk nonsense. Um, And I accept I expect that my mom uh, will stop using her phone when I'm talking to her. Good answer. How about you, Zoya? Well, my mom like listens to me, but what I really like is that maybe sometimes when I'm speaking that she'd actually listen and interrupt because sometimes she interrupts me when I'm saying something. Okay. So what are your thoughts about having or not having adults pay attention to you so what do you think how does it feel when adults don't pay attention to you we'll start with uh zoya well i guess i get a little mad because they're not like sometimes i get mad um because they're not paying attention to me most of the time like i don't upset but sometimes I feel mad if it's like an important conversation. 
But otherwise, yep. I'm upset because maybe if it's in a conversation that's not really so important, like it's a random, so then I can I just be upset because it's I know it's not that important, and I guess she can interrupt me a bit because it's not that important. <laughs> but when it's important, you'd rather have her full attention. Yeah. Yeah. Now, after having this conversation, uh, what do you think uh, will happen? Like, um, once you have this conversation now that you're sharing your thoughts, what do you think is going to come out of this? Um, wait. Like, do you think by having a conversation with your mom in the room and then also having another 11-year-old who you're sitting here with you too with her mom, do you think that you guys can maybe give each other some ideas and, and maybe leave from this podcast having some ideas about how maybe you can better communicate and, and have your mom listen a little closer? And then maybe also you listen to your mom a little closer. Well, one suggestion then, I guess, um, I'd give out is, um, well, usually you don't, one suggestion I'd give is, um, hold on. We can come back to that because we have a part in our podcast where we're going to ask you what you think. Yeah. Okay. And what, what your suggestions might be. So hold that thought. Rabia. So I think for me, it'll help me strengthen my relationship with my nieces and nephews and children and youth I'll be working with. Aisha than Allah and Kristen you can also give your point of view as moms of course what do you hope to gain out of this conversation focused on attention especially knowing that you'll be hearing your uh, the thoughts from your daughters uh, for Allah and for um, Aisha so for me I mean in general Zoya and I have pretty open communication and uh, but the thing is you know sometimes you hear something and you just don't hear it. So this thing that she's talking about that, you know, sometimes I interrupt her in the middle. I've heard that before many times. In fact, when we were talking, it's like, no, uh, you know, don't interrupt me. And um, I guess I wasn't uh, taking it as seriously. So maybe I'll just take it a little bit more, you know, it's always good to basically hear a, di a different perspective in a different setting. Of course. Sometimes you just hear it better. Right. Yeah. When we are having our day-to-day -day conversations, sometimes I'll just kind of roll on, even though, like, you know, even if she's asking me, okay, no, wait, hear me out more, I'll just kind of keep going and be like, no, let me finish my thought first, even though I'm the one who interrupted. <laughs> but yeah, you know, maybe I'll take that more, and I actually not maybe, most definitely I'll take that more into account because I can see that it's bothering her more. Right. Mm -hmm. Of course. And Ala, what okay. about you? Yeah. Uh, for me, yes, I think the listening uh, is one of the important skills that we should all have. Um, I think it has a major impact on our parenting and on the quality of our relationship, you know, in general. So, yeah, I hope to gain some tips, strategies to become an activist. Absolutely. Um... I have a 13 and a half year old, so just a few years older than you, than your girls. And um, active listening in my home is a little challenging both ways. Um, with 
with high tempers, but I do know that I have to work on not interrupting as well um, and not trying to hurry her along to get to her point. Uh, maybe because she hasn't always thought it all the way through while she's coming to me. So yeah, um, we hope that this is going to be worthwhile for you and for our listeners in becoming more effective at paying attention and hopefully becoming better listeners. Yeah, for sure. Now, according to the article, Seven Habits of Reclaiming Relationship, Larson defines attention as putting the young person at the center of concern. In other words, adults who listen to them, as in children and youth, convey support and interest, and they encourage dialogue and keep it going. Lean and Zoya, this uh, question is for you. What does it mean to you to give your attention? And what are some things that you expect from adults when you're looking for their attention? Um, may I go first? Yeah, of course. When I'm looking for attention, I'd probably expect the adult to look at me, mm -hmm. uh, actually listen, like I mentioned, no interrupting. And that's kind of it. But when I'm like listening to an adult, mm -hmm. I'd say, again, looking at them and giving them my full like listening. I'm like listening with my full body. And so eye contact. Yeah, eye contact and like listening. Okay. That's what I'd say. Of course. And Aline, what do you think? Um, I expect, like, um, if I was asking for attention in an annoying way, which I usually do, I expect them to ignore me or ask me to, uh, or ask me to go to my room. Uh, but, like, if I talk to them in a re respectful way, I expect them to actually listen. I know in my house what happens often when my daughter really wants to share something with me or to ask me for something. Uh, myself and you know, the other adults in the house are usually too busy with another sibling. We do have a 19 month old little girl here as well. And so we're focusing on her or another task like dishes or cooking. And uh, we're simply just not paying attention or listening to what she has to say. Um, lean, Zoya, how does that make you feel when your parents or an adult just gets too busy and they're busy doing other stuff, and all you want is their attention for five minutes. How does that make um, you feel? Well, okay. It depends on the situation. Mm -hmm, of course. Because some situations are, like, really bad, and we know that they're busy, and we know we have to leave them alone for a bit because that it's, like, very important. Mm -hmm. But if it's, like, uh, you know, a normal thing, and they're not giving me my attention, I, pr I get pretty angry because mm -hmm. I know it's not something important and it's like, I want to talk to them, but they're really busy, but not like so busy that they don't even have like five minutes, like you said. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you're angry? How do you show that you're angry? Well, sometimes I just like walk around stomping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you slam doors and things. No, I don't slam the doors. Oh, good. That's good for you that you don't do that. Except sometimes I accidentally, accidentally slam the doors, but that's actually basically it. Otherwise, I just like, call her in an angry voice, like, like mm -hmm. angry. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like just to, I'd like to put in there that that behavior usually prompts a conversation right away. 
mm-hmm. no matter what other issues being dealt with because we do have a 3 year old and a 6 year old here mm-hmm. so yeah you know the situation that you were saying christian it does pop up quite often that you know the younger siblings are requiring attention or there's cooking going on or cleaning or work from home going on right now a lot mm-hmm. so but if if she gets angry like that 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 just kind of starts like i will call her back right away and be like you know mm-hmm. that's not that part's not okay give me a quick rundown as to what you need you know and usually we are able to kind of resolve it not completely but in a way that we're both okay for now but we'll deal mm-hmm. with it yeah so you'll come back to it when you both yeah. have time yeah But yeah. sometimes that kind of behavior whether it's from her or from me like sometimes I get frustrated right that he's not listening and I'll just kind of you know get mad but whether whether it's her or me it immediately prompts a conversation as to okay how can we just move on from this moment we'll yep. deal with these things later but we need to be okay with each other fantastic so you're you're acknowledging that there's an issue yeah, that we do address yes. but we later. do try definitely good that's fantastic Yeah. Um and I don't know that I do that as often as I should. Um Lean, how about you? Do you remember the question? How does it make you feel when they just don't give you that 5 minutes that you're looking for? Um like most of the time I just feel ignored and like I want to start shouting so they listen. Um but like sometimes I feel like they actually need time on their own because they're busy. But sometimes like if they're just on the phone, they're not like that busy. they're just like texting someone like they can just listen a little a little bit but like if they were busy like work and important stuff like cooking then i can just leave them alone then talk to them later mm-hmm. makes sense so yeah. what do you think lean what do you do to show that you're upset or that you're angry what kind of things do you do you do to show that your mom that you're upset to be honest i just start shouting you so <laughs> shouting is your like, I also start stomping when I'm walking and I slam doors. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, Lynn sees you are feel angry when we are ignore you. So this is why we have invited you here uh, to discuss your feeling. Um I'm open and willing to learn how can I better communicate with you and show you that uh, I'm listening. I hope we can both learn some tools to become better listeners toward each other. I am speaking for myself right now. A lot of times when adults don't pay attention, it's not because they don't want to, but it's usually because they're doing something else which to the adult usually seems to be of a higher priority. I mean, when I'm cooking dinner for the family and my daughter will come in and interrupt me, I need to get that done. or no one's going to eat. So, what do you think about that, Aisha? Yeah, that that's pretty much a daily scenario here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh at, because we have other than school, we have other activities going on, other classes, uh other online classes and all that. Um so it happens quite often where in this evenings especially there's a crunch time, you know, I'm trying to get dinner down and uh you know, uh, the girls are kind of into their own activity whether a fight will erupt or an argument or the younger one needs more attention because that just happens any time of any day right yeah so it does it does happen quite often um 
I there is something I I I deal with it differently for the three of them because Zoya is older. She's eleven. She requires a I think she requires a different um, I don't know interaction than the other two because those two they're younger. What I do what I can do in that moment for them is just kind of get down on their level, give them a hug, you know, just be like, okay, yeah, we'll talk about this later. You know, yeah. it, we can get on with it. But with Zoya, usually what we need to talk about takes a little bit more of a conversation. So we, we have a thing that we usually kind of set a time to talk at the end of the day when the other girls are in bed, because that just frees us up. And uh, it was actually, this was actually like, I had thought of it with regards to your last, the last question you guys gave me before to think about, but I'll mention it now because it's something we do often. That's There's a lot of times in the day that she does get pushed back because she's older and she'll understand, you know, that mindset, you're yeah. older, you'll get it. Yeah. Uh, they are not going to understand. Right. Yeah, definitely. So because of that, I, I do, you know, if it's something that she's very upset about, we'll set a time for talking later that night. Mm -hmm. And then that talk can take five minutes, 10 minutes, or it can take an hour or two hours. And uh, we, but we try to make sure that that happens. Then. So then we're all on the same page with each other. No, and I think that's very important. And trust me, I'm in my thirties and it still makes me upset when I don't get attention from my mom or dad, uh, especially when I'm trying to talk to them and, to me, it may be very important, right? But to them, it's like, okay, we're busy. And this is while me being in my 30s. But I think attention goes hand in hand with listening. Um, in an article uh, called Listening in the CYC Net, um, it says that one of the most powerful things you can do for a youngster is to give them your full attention as you stop and listen. But before we continue, CYC is, uh, stands for child and youth care. So in the point that I just mentioned, there are two main factors. And the first factor is to stop what you're doing and physically turn towards the child or youth, like Zoya was mentioning, making sure that you're facing them. And second, listen to what they're saying without distraction. Yeah, tell me about it. So, so I think we can all agree that at least, you know, once a day, as moms uh, or dads or adults, we hear that you never listen or why don't you pay attention to me? Uh, to us, we think we may be listening, but the child or youth in front of us demanding our attention feels that they are not being acknowledged or heard. And it's so important to realize the significance of, of that feeling in that child. Exactly. It's important to acknowledge the presence of the child in front of you because to them, they have to feel important too. And I think when I was younger and still sometimes happens, my dad used to say to me, um, I listen with my ears, not with my eyes. And I would always say, no, you're not looking at me. So you're not listening. So it's a very important to focus on the nonverbal cues uh, when you're to show that you're listening to someone and that you're receptive to someone's presence, right? As uh, Zoya was mentioning, um, perhaps making sure that you're not rolling your eyes while they're talking or hurrying them along with the hand movements, okay, go on, or 
even just getting down on their level, like you mentioned, Aisha, um, and not crossing your arms while they're talking, just waiting for them to finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'd course, like to kind of say something here. Yeah, please do. Um, basically, uh, this is, uh, I, I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I think a lot of us grew up with this thing where, you know, kids were kind of treated like, yeah, you know, you're there, but feelings yeah, hurry up, are not hurry up. so, uh, they're not like, basically, they're not really, it's not like they, no one's listening to us, but it's not really important that what, what we're saying. Or what we're I think saying. it's really important to change that which is, I think, what I'm trying to do with uh, Zoya, which what I've been trying to do for the past few years. Uh, these night conversations of ours, we, it started a few years ago. We used to just talk sometimes. And it, believe me, it doesn't happen every night. Sometimes it'll happen once a week or once in two weeks or twice in one week. It kind of depends. If I have something to say to her that I want to talk to her about, I'll say, okay, we'll talk tonight. Or if she has something to say to me, she'll come to me. She's like, I mean, can we talk later tonight? after the girl's in bed, like, you know, she's open to do that. And I mean, you you can ask her how she feels about those conversations. But what I think is that it gives us time, you know, uh, to sit in a quiet environment, no interruptions, everybody else is sleeping. Sometimes her dad joins us, sometimes he doesn't, but basically it's our time to listen to her and her time to listen to us. We can talk to each other. Of course, I do interrupt in there too, like you said. But uh, I, I do, I do think it makes me feel better that I am taking that time out. Yeah, and it's something I'm hoping to do with my other girls later on as well. You know, what do you think about that, Allah? Yeah, we have the same thing here in our house. Like I have three kids, so I try my best to spend uh, at least ten minutes for each kid. So, like in in the quiet environment. Uh, dedicated this time to each kid so I can uh, listen to, uh, to to their stories, what happened in the school, you know, this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I think this uh, strategy is, is, is very uh, beneficial and um, it strengthens our relationship with each other. I love it. So, of course, the child or youth needs to be shown that they're wanted too. But I also want to discuss, little girls, the other side of the spectrum as well. What about when children or youth don't listen? I feel that it's important to point out that adults also have feelings as if they're not being heard and or acknowledged when the children or youth don't listen. So in fact, as a mom, myself, I often find myself asking why, like, why doesn't she just stop for just a moment and think before she's speaking? Why won't she just listen to the things that I'm asking? Or why can't she just pay attention to what I've asked or what I've had to say? Like, what, what, how am I explaining it wrong that she's not understanding what I'm asking? And, and what can I do differently? How can I ask differently for her to understand and listen to what I'm, what I'm asking? Is that a concern that you have, Aisha? Yeah. How about you, Allah? It, do, it, do, it does happen that sometimes, you know, especially in busy times where I'm just like, yeah, you know, Zoya, I just need you to understand that I can, I do not have the time for this right now. 
or yeah. that or if, if if we're talking about something where I I have an opinion and she's just not listening to that we do have that definitely does she respond uh, well to that response usually that happens in the heat of the moment where we're mm-hmm. both are um things are tempers are running kind of high so mm-hmm. I think at that moment we both kind of either she takes a step back or I do usually you know depend if I'm in a towering temper then she's she'll take a step back yeah, yeah. And if I feel like I've upset her too much then I will it's one or the other usually I guess yep. it happens it's totally normal very normal to be dealt with something that has to be dealt with i want to i want to make sure that everybody that's in this chat and then and and anybody that might be listening that this is totally normal behavior and and we're not saying that it's bad or wrong we're just trying to learn how we can we can do better really that's all what we're we're just trying to create some strategies here as a team of uh adults how we can create a strategy to better listen to our kids and for the kids to, you know, maybe take something from that as we're talking in front of them and letting, and letting them talk and hearing their voice, maybe they'll take some of what we're saying. And I think it's very important to include the point of view of younger children as well, because what they're telling us is exactly how they feel. So they're open and honest about it we just sometimes don't take the time to listen. And I think yeah. uh, this is great that uh, Lean and Zoya are here uh, to share that. Um, I'm going to ask uh, Lean actually, um, you know, in that case, what I uh, what Aisha was saying, uh, actually, I'm going to ask Kala more so. Um, what uh, we were asking is, is that a concern that you have, Allah, in the family where, you're the one questioning why are the kids not listening and does it happen that the kids don't listen obviously it does but um how do you react yeah yeah i totally agree with what aisha said and Kristen. you know as a parent i think it's a big concern to us because sometimes um uh, like half the time they don't pay attention and listen because they are in front of you know a cell phone doing homeworks or playing games something like that so i have to shift their attention towards me by um, asking them or sometimes i i wait until uh, like i'm done talking and ask them to repeat what i just said and sometimes also i don't have the the energy to be honest and i just yeah. start raise my voice to grab their attention so yes, it's a concern here. Yeah. You know what I think is really fortunate for um, this generation of kids with the adults in this era is that we're even having this conversation. I don't know that I was ever asked how I felt about my parents not listening to me. I don't know that anybody ever asked about my thoughts or feelings about when when I wasn't heard. So I think it's fantastic that we're having this conversation. But as a parent myself, a lot of times when my daughter will come to talk to me about something, I'm usually too focused on uh, something else, cooking dinner, um, and I don't actually stop and fully listen. I am definitely guilty of just kind of listening for the main concept of the story and usually rushing 
her to respond accordingly. So sometimes I'm absent-minded and I usually think that I can just assume what she's about to say. This actually uh, makes me think about a great uh, point in Chiara's Garbagi's article on seven actions of effective listening. In the article, Garbagi says that we need to avoid anticipating what we're listening to. But honestly, how often is it? And this question goes out to Allah and Aisha. And actually, if uh, Zoya and Lim, uh, you want to answer as well, trust me, <laughs> I know how that feels. Um, how often is it when uh, your conversation starts with, you can't do this or have that, now talk. I know I do that to my nieces a lot. Aisha, Allah, is that something that you guys do too? Yeah, it does happen. Especially right now with the, you know, with the added screen times that are happening. Sometimes the conversation starts with, no, you cannot have more TV or you cannot sit on the tablet more or computer more. Now, tell me what you want to do. <laughs> tell me something yeah. else that you want to do. It does happen. And I mean, I guess the, all I can say for that is uh, if I'm, you know, if I'm very busy, I usually just like, you know, I'll go with that and they'll pick a different activity and go with it. But usually later I will try at least it's my hope that I do it most of the time that I'll go back and be like, okay, you know, there's a reason I said no to that because you, you have already had like what, two hours on the computer. It's not good. You know, you should be doing something else and whatever other explanation there is. I do try to have that, but definitely I think most of us are guilty of doing that quite often, in fact. So you support your de uh, your decision with an answer. Of I try to, I think they should have that. You know, I, I feel like it makes them listen more if I give them a reason. I don't know, Zoya, what do you think? Well, usually she tells us the reason. And I guess it kind of helps sometimes to know the reason, especially because I asked a lot about why. Yeah. <laughs> but and, you may not always like the answer. Yeah, I Sometimes even if they don't like the answer and they know the reason why, they'll still try to get me to change my mind. <laughs> well, but of course that's okay. That's their prerogative as kids, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Allah, how about you? Yeah, actually, Lee looks at me and smiles. She she totally agree with Zoya. Uh, and yes, as a mom, I suppose that I know my kids. So I start seeing something like, um, you cannot eat dessert before the lunch. Now talk. Or like, you cannot um, play video games before finishing your homework, stuff like this. So yeah, uh, happens often. <laughs> so what do you think? Mm, I think she could, she should like actually, um, like ask us what we are gonna say before she actually tells us what we're going to do. That's important. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely guilty of of doing this as well. Um, sometimes I just know what she's going to say. Sometimes I just know what she's going to ask. Um, like as a busy woman, I often just try to take some minor shortcuts. And unfortunately, it's usually when my daughter is asking me for my attention. So I tend to answer her question before it's kind of even asked. Um, Ala, Aisha, do you think it's hard to not start with a statement that shows the child or youth what you think they're going to ask like do, do you think 
we could work on this as a team? Do you think we can, we can just give them a minute? Because sometimes I often will assume that I know what she's going to ask and then she's immediately offended and says, I wasn't even going to ask that. Sometimes yeah, I believe her and sometimes I don't believe her. No, definitely. I think it's something that needs to be worked on. And I think it can't be all do, do it. Sometimes we do it un, un, unknowingly. We just do it without thinking. But if it happens a bit less, because mm-hmm. my mom kind of, some most of the time, she lets us speak. But sometimes she, like, does what you just said, like, sometimes, but a little bit. It happens because, you know... It, Sometimes when a lot of things are happening at once and, you know, we are just human beings, we make mistakes, we'll just kind of, I'll just jump into conclusion. I won't, especially I think with the younger ones, I will not, I'll just assume I know what they're saying and yes or no, depending on what I think they said. And honestly, sometimes I send them away on their way. Yeah, go do it. I don't even know what they said properly because I'm so busy with whatever I'm dealing with at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sometimes she'll come and she'll say that she'll, she'll start her question. And I will have assumed, I think she knows what she's going to ask me. And it wasn't what she was going to ask me. Shuts her down. She turns around and she usually, you know, drops her head and walks away and I'll, okay, come back and ask me what you wanted to ask me. Come, oh my God. Come back that is, here. I had to interrupt. That happens here too. And then she, you know, as they get a little older, they get a little older and they kind of sometimes stop coming back to to say it again. So I think I really got to curve this behavior of my own, especially with the teenager that I feel maybe uh, I should take everything she's saying a little bit more seriously, um, just just simply because of her age and everything that she could be going through at this this time. So I definitely have to curve this behavior in myself. I totally agree with you. And that's why, ladies, I think we have to give our kids that positive signals before they started talking to us. Uh, but by saying statements like this, uh, we make it harder on them to be candid, open, and even honest with us. Yeah. So yeah, we need to work on this. Makes sense. Uh, I, I was just I wanted to add that you know a lot of times I think, and I, I found myself doing that, and I am actively t- trying to change the behavior. The thing is that we think kids are kids. We don't look at the big picture that the kids are going to be, you know, adults one day. And right now we are trying to create the relationship where, you know, in ten years, fifteen years, we still have a good relationship with them. And right now is the time because right now their minds are open and they want to be here with us. They want to be having conversations at the age where they don't want to be having those in about yeah. know, five years time for us. Absolutely. Think, I'm, I'm approaching that time where she's not yeah, going to want to come. I think it matters that we, we need to remember that at that time, it's going to matter how much we listen at this time. You know, if yeah. we have, if you're putting in more time right now, it's going to help later because that yeah. time will come no matter how, uh, good of a listener you are as a parent it will come because there's so much else going on and that age just they, they do just shut down a little bit but I think we can make it easier on ourselves so that when that time passes we have a good relationship I told so you it's hard to remember that. that on the day-to-day yeah, yeah. No, for sure because 
what they learn now, the behaviors, the way you react to them and the way you, um, I guess, uh, show your behavior and the way you model the behavior, they're going to pick up those uh, learnings and they're going to go ahead and eventually be doing that. And this thought actually reminds me of a, of a quote uh, by Stephen Covey, and which is, most people do not listen with the intent to understand, but they listen with the intent to reply. And it's just something that I feel we do as human beings, like you were saying, Aisha, and, and Allah, we listen to reply. And that can cause issues when we're not able to understand what the child is used to saying or even vice versa for a child when they're busy on their phone, like um, as Allah was saying, or you know, talking to their friends or playing their game um, and we're telling them something or we're trying to talk to them, but they don't pay attention, but they just pick up on those same cues that we were doing and they just reply back to us, even though their answer may be completely random or it may be brushed off, right? I mean, the children yeah. do not understand what we're saying either. So it goes hand in hand, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we've all experienced, I won't speak for anybody else, but I will definitely speak for myself that I, I have experienced uh, not being paid attention to. And um, as a child, uh, a youth, as an adult, um, and I know it didn't feel good. So... Uh, Lean and Zoya, what do you think you're going to be able to do going forward to show, we'll say your moms, but really any adult, how are you going to show that you're actively listening and you're really paying attention? Well, we want to know what we're looking for here. <laughs> well, like I said before, I mm -hmm. guess I'd just say giving my full attention like means like giving eye contact like looking at my mom instead of like fidgeting around the room I'm in another thing would be uh maybe like ignoring your other thoughts and stuff like that you know like let's say you just had like a math test and your mom is like talking to you Maybe you should just stop like talking to the, about that math test and stop thinking about that math test and listen. That's what I think. I like that answer. Lean. Because um, oftentimes we're paying attention to so many things that are happening in our heads. Sorry to cut you off, Lean. Go ahead. Um, Like most of the time, like maybe if they're saying something to show them that I'm actually listening. Um, I can, like, um, if they say something, I argue and reply and I give eye contact with them when they're talking. And, like, for example, um, when my dad picks me up from school, he always talks to me and, ask, and asks me how my day was and he talks about his day. So if uh, I, I start listening and um, to actually show that I'm listening, I don't find something to play with until he finishes talking and I actually, like, reply to what he's saying that's good that's good that's sweet that's really important too and um on the reverse end for uh children when they are trying to talk to you Aisha Allah and of course Kristen you can point uh, put in your point of view as well 
Um, what do you think you can do to uh, to show children that you're listening and that you're pay- paying yeah, attention to them or giving them your undivided attention? In a way that an 11-year-old would respect, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, what happens is, you know, if if she's coming to talk to me about something and I'm very busy and I will be like, okay, you know, come to me later. Usually after a few minutes, I'll feel bad. I'll call her back. I think what I'm taking away from this conversation is maybe I should try not to do it the first time. You know, say like, oh, no, come back to me later. I should just be like, okay, I will stop whatever I'm doing for a few minutes and listen, turn around and actually listen, right? Because I'm going to do it later anyway. I will feel bad. Yeah, I didn't listen to her. So might as well do it the first time because then she will know that it's important and I'm listening, right? Of course. Allah, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think if I want to show my kids like I uh, undivided attention in simple way, like let's say I think looking directly to our kids and maintain eye contact is a very important thing. Um, Also... um, we have to put aside any distracting thoughts in our minds or starting mentally prepare a rebuttal, you know? So, and I think also uh, sometimes we can ask some questions to our kids, like to clarify points. What do you mean when you are say that? Is that what you mean? And things like that. These kind of ways, like show them that we are, uh, pay attention to them and we are, um, and they are important to us. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely relate to the rebuttal. I feel like when I'm sitting down to talk with my teenager and she's coming to me with something that she'd like to discuss of importance, my back is up against the wall and I don't know what she's going to say. And I feel like I, I already need to defend myself. And and it could be something as simple as her day at school and it has nothing to do with me. So I need to really work on that. I think another great strategy that we can use, and, I, and I've heard now from both of you that you do this. Um, this is not something that I have um, done regularly. I think I'm gonna try and do each week, choose a day that works for the both of us. And we're gonna set aside 15, 20 minutes, you know, no matter what. And we're just gonna put away our phones. We'll take a walk. We'll have a car talk, but we're just gonna have a one-on-one conversation. And uh, and we're just gonna try and actively listen to each other, but we're gonna set a time and we're gonna stick to it. I think that's something I'm gonna try. I know you guys say that you're going to, you do that often as well, but how about if you had a calendar on a fridge or somewhere in their rooms or on your phone, maybe even so that they knew that they were they were looking forward to that time with you. And maybe they could even journal some of the things that they would want to talk to you about and come to you on that day that you know that is you've already set aside and and look forward to that. So Zoya, what do you think if you wrote down in a journal all the things you want to tell your mom? And on that special day that you have all of your mom's attention, no matter what. You tell her all those things and you have that weekly. What do you think that would feel like? Okay, that would feel really good because sometimes I have, pro- like most of the time when I'm actually at school, I have problems and I love to talk m- to my mom about it. But usually 
because usually when there was a lockdown, we were really busy. Our weekday schedules were like really busy, right? <laughs> so, um, I guess um, it feel really good. Yeah, to have a day I, that you look forward to talking to your mom, right? Yeah. So would you think writing everything down that you might want to talk to your mom about in a journal so that, you know, something that happens on the Monday, you don't want to forget about telling your mom. And let's say you don't get to talk to your mom for that special time until Wednesday. You got to write it down so you don't forget. Mm -hmm. Is that something yeah. that you think you could do? Yeah, I guess I can do it. Yeah. Lean, how about you? Uh, can you please repeat the question? So something like if you if you had a, a weekly time set aside with your mom or your dad and it's a special time for maybe 10 or 15 minutes and you knew it was going to be the same time every week on the same day that you get to sit down with those people with your parents and you get to write down all the things throughout the week that you want to talk to them about so you don't forget what that thing is and then you no matter what, sit down with your parents on that day and have that special time. What do you think that would feel like? I think it would be good because they're going to actually understand what's happening in my life. Um, like, I can tell them, like, what happened. If something that made me angry or sad that happened in the week, they can just know about it and make me feel better about it. And, um, like, they'll actually know what's going on inside my head. Um, and also it would be, it would also feel good because, um, like I can like express what's happening. Like, let's say something really exciting happened mm -hmm. and, um, like, uh, I just want to tell it to someone so I can just tell it to my parents. So, yeah. So you know better. what happens sometimes when you have something exciting that happens on a Monday and you don't get to have a meeting with your mom or your dad until a Thursday, you're going to forget what it is. So if you write it down and by Thursday you have maybe 10 things you want to tell them, that's a lot to talk about. <laughs> that's kind of exciting. I know. Now, of course, if it's very, very, very important and you have to tell your parents right away, you don't wait till Thursday. You don't wait till the special day. But if it's just regular talk and all the things that have happened in your week and you don't want to forget, write them down. And you're going to sit across from one another with no devices and give each other your full attention and listen. That's something that would work for, for the kiddos, it sounds like. How about the adults? I'm going to try this. I'm, I'm going to give it my best. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I try and do this with my nieces as well. So it doesn't have to be a parent, right? Um, and I think it's important to have at least one adult that ha that you have that connection with. And just having that special time once a week or twice a week, whenever, doesn't mean that during any other uh, times you won't get the adult's attention or that they won't listen to you. I mean, you know, things come up every day. And for the adults, I think it's important to be honest and set boundaries because at the end of the day, the children and youth just want to be heard. And I think I know we all have very busy lives, um, just in people as people in general. And even the kids with remote learning and dealing with COVID and 
um, everything that's happening around us and dealing with the social situation, the lack of, you want to make sure that you have those boundaries set. So another thing that you can do as adults, I think, uh, if you're doing something important, be honest. Tell the kids when they come up to you, I'm busy right now, but you will have my undivided attention in 10 minutes or in half an hour or an hour. And you better not forget that you said that. Because if you do, you can just simply add, I forgot, I sorry, I said that. And then, you know, remind me at the time and it's okay, you only have two minutes or five minutes now instead of the, the 10 or the 15 minutes that I promised. But it's important to be honest because I do often forget that I've made promises and break them. Yeah, but as long as I'm honest, it usually goes over well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to add there that that happens quite often. And it happened with all three of them with me. Like, I'll be like, okay, no, I'm doing this right now. Come back later at, you know, in this amount of time. And sometimes I'll forget it. And and then they'll come and I'll be, I'll be like, no, 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 you know, I'm busy right now. Then one of them will remind me, okay, you promised this. Then I backtrack usually and be like, okay, no, I remember now. Okay, let's talk. Yeah, so it, it, you're right. It's important to just acknowledge it, admit it. And it just... Just move on. And yeah, I think it's yeah. okay to be honest, you know. Uh, it's okay to be honest and say that you only have two minutes. Whatever you want to say, say it in two minutes because that's all I can give you right now and remind them that whatever else, uh, if you can come back later at night when you are less busier or, you know, talk after dinner, which is usually a time where, you know, you can be less... Uh, busy and overwhelmed with this stuff right Allah what were you saying yeah I, I was saying that uh you are right Rabia I think that by establishing the boundaries and adhering to them uh, you are also establishing a trust so yeah as you mentioned and uh, Aisha I totally agree with that yeah you think yeah is that something you guys can do I think how easy would it be to do that For me, it would be it would be extremely beneficial to <clears throat> number one. Remember when I told her that I told I was going to give her the attention, but sometimes I'm just not going to remember. So I think just by being honest with her, we've had a discussion before on our previous podcast about time and um, giving her attention and being honest. So she just wants to hear. You know, I will come back to you, but this is what's happening right now. I don't have to give her the full adult details of what I'm dealing with, but it's very important. And unless something that you're telling me right now is extremely important, if it can wait for a little bit of time, I will 100% give you my full undivided attention in this amount of time. If I forget that amount of time, I'll be honest about that. And then I will just shorten the amount of time. It's a cycle we have to work through, but... As long as I'm giving her the full attention that she deserves when I have the time, I think that's the important part. Aisha, what about you? Do yeah, you uh, you I actually do that. I, I do do that already. Okay. Sometimes I even tell them I might forget. You come tell me. No, that's if good. And how does like, that work? Just Well, if they're coming to me at a time where I'm 
busy with something else and cannot spare the time, I will say, uh, you know, okay, I will talk to you about this later. Come to me at this time. And like I said before, sometimes I'll forget and be like, no, I'm busy. They'll remind me. Sometimes I remind them myself that I might forget. Just remind me. Yeah. Come to me later. Aisha, what do you think about the setting a weekly date at a specific time? I mean, I know things are always going to come up. So something might come up on that day. And that's going to take some understanding on everybody's part. Mm-hmm. On on your part, Zoya, if something comes up, you know, it's not going to not ever happen. It just has to maybe be rescheduled. But we're going to try to pencil it in on this on this day every week at this time. I something think, to look uh, forward to. I I I really like the idea you were saying that they should write things down. Yeah, they don't forget. For me, I and maybe I guess this is just wishful thinking. I want her to be able to come to me anytime uh, during any day and say like, okay, I want to talk to you later, even if it's like three days in a row. That's fine. If she keeps needing to talk about something, I will make the time for her at night. I I want her to be able to do that and I don't want her to think okay I have to wait till the next week to do it yeah of course if if I'm busy I do explain it to her if for whatever reason or I'm just extremely exhausted at the end of the day where I just cannot uh I usually request it I'm not just saying I try to request it please can we just talk tomorrow instead of today and if she's okay with that then we go with that if she's not if I can see she's not then I try to make sure get, uh, that I get up and yeah. Give her so I want to make sure that we're like, I don't want to, con- I don't, I really love that you just said that. I love that you said that you want her to be able to come to you at all times. I completely agree. And I, and I respect that wholeheartedly. I want to make sure what I mean when I say we have it once a week is just, it's just reserved. So anytime in between is still a thing, but for her to be able to journal, you know, minor things that happen in the week. Because when you get to the day, you've forgotten everything that's happened in your week. You're going to sit and stare at each other across from each other and maybe not have anything to say. So if it's something that happened, you got a test score that you really loved and you want to tell your mom, whatever the case may be, and it's not something that's going to take up time on a day that you're busy. I think it would be beneficial just um, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but just to have the day set aside where I know that I'm, she's going to be available as well, where maybe there's something that I need to share with her that I know she's going to put her phone down. Her friends are going to wait. No more games, no more TikTok, And you're just going to give me your attention. Yeah. That's something that I think I can look forward to, you know, as just a little, extra added bonus of a mom and daughter time. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I think actually you're right that no matter what, how many times we talk in the middle of that, you know, she might come to me four times that that week and we talk, but we still have that time for anything additional. I don't think that's a bad idea. You're right. It's definitely that can be worked on. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, I really like what you said, Aisha, about accountability and I think it's important to be accountable for your actions and that shows your children that you are uh, acknowledging them and acknowledging and respecting them as people 
Yes, and I think yeah, you set a role model for your kids. And you know, when you like promise something and did it for them and be available for them, you set a, a model so yeah, they will uh be, you know, they 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 will see you and try to be uh doing this um you know accountable for other people or for their friends. So yeah, you are setting a model for your kids. Yeah, I think it's a very valuable tool. Knowing that you're you've had this conversation now and that you'll if you do decide to sit down and create this day with each other, after hearing how you know some of your experiences are, I mean, when you're in the heat of the moment, they don't really understand what they're doing, that they're taking away your attention that you're that you have on something else. Now that they've heard this from us and maybe from another 11 year old and another mom. I mean, this is always beneficial. It was very beneficial for our last podcast with my daughter. We've used the tools from that several times. Uh, yeah. And now, you know, is there anything else that you, Aisha, Zoya, Allah, Orlean, uh, you feel that we haven't addressed or that you'd like to talk about um, active listening or uh, you know, giving attention, getting attention that we may have missed? Is there anything you guys would like to talk about? By all means, if you have tools that we haven't discussed and you think would be beneficial to me or anybody else that could be listening, please share. I I do have something that I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, do it with, I do it with Zoya and my other daughter who's a six-year-old. It doesn't work with a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, in in a busy moment, in a bad moment where you just cannot deal with anything that they might be bringing to you, uh, it's good to sometimes just, you know, make the conversation a little physical, pull them in for a hug, be like, okay, you know, Zoya or Zara, I, I will talk to you about this. I just need some time right now. Can we talk? In 10 minutes. It's basically the conversation we were having before that, you know, you come talk to me. But now you've included physical touch. Yeah. Yeah. It's it kind yeah. of, because if, when the, when the conversation is getting heated from both of us, uh, they're getting upset. I'm getting upset. It just kind of calms everybody down a little, calms me down, calms them down. And it's, I guess, uh, humanizes the whole thing that, you know. Yeah. Little sense uh, of security. Yeah, mom's a human too. And uh, mom knows that this is just a kid, you know, and she's just, She's trying to talk about something that's important to her. And I need to remember that too at that moment. So that that does help me. I've noticed. I like how you use the word humanizes. And it's so important that you add that emotion or you, you know, you acknowledge that emotion that yes, this person, they're really, really upset at something or they really are demanding your attention and they want to be acknowledged. That's it. That's why they're there. And that's why they're throwing that tantrum or that's why they're just not paying attention because you are not giving them that. And um, no offense to any parent. And I do that with my nieces too when I'm busy with something, but they come. And you're right. If I just maybe turn around and look at them, get down on their level and I'll start adding the hugs because I think it'll, they'll realize that yes, they are valued. I think that is very important. Ala, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's very important too, yeah. And um, 
Sorry, Rabbi, I was just was like uh, talking with my daughter, so I wasn't paying attention to you. Sorry no. for that. Well, if that's you... the part of me too. It's all right. <laughs> if you can't just that. That's and okay. Cut that off. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of the thing, right? Uh, of this podcast, right? That yeah. you're not paying attention, which is fine. And I accept that because I know it's hard um, listening. And, you know, we've been talking for a good hour now. And thank you guys uh, for doing that. And I really appreciate how open and genuine you guys were during this conversation. I found this so valuable and enlightening. And I really hope that you guys did too and uh, that you'll be using some of the these techniques. So no offense to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, so at this moment, I would like, or we would like to thank you, Lean, Zoya, and Aisha for joining us today. I don't know about you guys, but I learned a lot today and I will be using these strategies. Once again, check, check out our Instagram page and email us at cyctalk at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast for future episodes. And to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us on CYC Talk. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be discussing what is empathy and how to be empathic, empathetic towards children and youth in establishing a therapeutic relationship. Thanks, you guys. I was so happy to meet you all. It was nice meeting you. <laughs>